Kiara Sheree. And I am Ray. And welcome and to, welcome yes, to Black yes Black Girl. Yay, we're back to be here again. <laughs> uh, so Yes Black Girl is a digital space and interview series created for Black women by Black women. So we hope that y'all stay with us for a while and leave feeling inspired, okay? How you feeling today, Ray? I am great. I had a good night's sleep. Um, it's a little rainy outside yes. right now, but yeah. you 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 should get you some. You'll get you some soon. Um, yeah. but yeah, since since it's been like eight hundred degrees outside this weekend, um, it's mm-hmm. raining, so it's a lot cooler. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to a dance workshop three days. It was really good. Um, learned a lot. Love that. Yes. Got an opportunity from it, so we working. Oh, um, come on, book them, Izzy. Yes. So yeah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> same thing, different day. How are you? Same old, same old. I'm good. Um, I actually just got some really good news. So I'm kind of like, it kind of changed my mood because it's super cloudy in New York too, and I'm like, Ugh, and I had to get up super early for work. So, but that email I just got was everything. So That's more on that later. You know. But, you know, I'm excited. Let's go ahead and get into today's guest. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> so today's guest is a 500-hour EYRT. She is also, well, EYRT professional, sorry. She is a health and wellness professional who has been teaching yoga and group fitness since 2012. Since then, she has launched a successful virtual fitness studio, a life coaching business, and her own podcast, Trauma and Triumph. She is doing all of the things, all great things. Okay. And as a, life, as a life coach, she helps women heal from their past trauma and establish a self-designed narrative for their lives. Through yoga instruction and digital fitness coaching, she focuses on encouraging and empowering others to live their most authentic lives by creating their own narrative for their futures through social media and various business endeavors. And lastly... Through her podcast, she shares the stories of other dynamic women who have used their past trauma as a catalyst for their current triumph. So, without further ado, let's mm. give a warm YBG welcome to Krista Janine. Hello, hello. How are you? I am good. I am good. How are you? We're good. Great. We are great. Yeah. Yes. Living. Yeah. Out here yes. living your best black girl magic lives. Exactly. <laughs> doing our best. Yes. yes. That's all we can do is just do our best. That's literally. That's all we can do. Yes. How are all you? Right. So yeah. Girl, it's been it's been an interesting 24 hours. I ain't gonna hold you. Um <laughs> <laughs> like it's so and it's so funny too, because I moved this weekend into a new apartment and Ooh. like I had my nieces this weekend and my son and his friends. And like still managing work and stuff. And then yesterday I coached his soccer team. So yesterday after soccer practice, the battery died in the car. So I had to get a new oh battery. And then we had to get on the road because my parents are celebrating their um, 44th anniversary. So we met them in Vegas. Oh. So it's like no sleep, all go time. That's yes. my reality right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot going I think, on over yeah. there. Yeah. I think Ooh. we can all say that. I haven't been getting yeah. good sleep, like long yeah. sleep. It's been good, yeah. but it has been long. And yeah, power naps are legit, and I don't think people really lean into them enough. Like a power nap, nap will do me just right. Yes. Yeah, a good 30, 20, 30 minutes. I can mm-hmm. slide in and Keep out. It yeah. refreshes you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. so we're going to get into why this or that. This or that. 
get some some rest soon. I don't even know because my real job is uh, this is a week of deadlines for my real job. But mind you, we never Mm. have deadlines at this job. I said, (laughs) why this week? (laughs) (laughs) This is the time that y'all want to be right. I said, ew, it's retrograde. We just gonna put it on retrograde. It's retrograde. And I work Mm. at a tech company, so one thousand percent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the first this or that question is online or working out in real life? Mm, real life. Mm. Yeah. I like working real out in real life. Yeah. It's cool to work out online. And like, I like my digital space that I hold for people. But like, just being in my own space, just moving my body, doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It, but at my house, right? I don't like to work out in public. In the gym. Space. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that. sometimes, but like, I just like working out at home. Because you can do mm-hmm. it whenever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can choose to just whatever you have there, just do whatever you want to do and not have to yes. worry about anybody else's equipment or exactly or paying for equipment. Yes. yes. And it's free. Go home. Yeah. It's free. I mean, you pay your rent and everything, but you but whatever. Pay for yes. a membership. And like exactly. no, no gym creeps. So. Exactly. That part. That part. That part. I feel that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the next one is yoga or bar yoga I love bar but like yoga is like it's a whole different vibe like bar is fun and I actually used to teach bar as well um mm-hmm. but yeah I just like I like the dynamics let me be very specific I like power yoga there's a lot of forms of yoga but like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not necessarily into like the hatha yoga where you just kind of like sit in like whole positions like I'm like yeah I'm gonna go to sleep right but <laughs> when you're moving the whole time like I love a good yoga flow absolutely that's dope all right so the next one is private sessions or group sessions group sessions well Ooh. Yeah, I do like group sessions because people can feed off each other, right? And yeah. it's like you can give cues to one person and everybody will get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, there's the other, it's it's interesting because I do like privates as well because, you know what? I, I like the combination of privates and group classes. So having my mm. students, I teach private classes too, then flow with each other that mm. is like a really good like dynamic to see them progress together but also yeah. see them understand like it's you know everybody is doing the same thing it's not just like you doing this one thing and you can right. like implement it into your class what you're learning in your private session so that's yeah I like that combo I feel that 100% that's a good answer mm. yeah, <laughs> it made so much sense yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so next one uh production or fitness Ooh. you know what's funny I'm always doing production even in my fitness world like I, I'm a creative at the end of the day so everything I do is is production. blending together yeah mm-hmm. exactly like literally everything I do blends together so effort- effortlessly and it's nice because that's what I want to do in the future anyway is have everything mm-hmm. like bleed into everything else and really have that um integrated like model um what's it called yeah, uh, there's a word for it. Where it's like the integrated, mind. it's like Ford Company came up with it. Where it's like you produce everything, you manufacture everything, you create the product, you sell the product. Um, Nipsey Hustle is big on it. I know what you're talking too. about. Yeah, I I you're hardly talking it. about it. At yeah, one point too. man, that's, that's gonna bother me. If it comes to me, I'm gonna let y'all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. um, but that's <laughs> like I definitely do 
um like that like just having everything in your own ownership and like moving moving it yeah. along that's dope uh last one podcast or ig reels <laughs> man ig reels i'm sorry <laughs> i love a good podcast but reels all day i can spend hours on reels just going right mm-hmm. like because you know how they take well okay and fun fact i work at um meta and I'm a curator Ooh. for them. Oh, so it's come on, like... job. Come on. <laughs> nah, we got to give it up for that. <laughs> That's big money. Come on. Look at this. Yeah, it's so interesting because very, like, I didn't used to, like, overlap the stuff that I did. Like, my people until recently at work didn't know, like, I was a content creator and vice versa. Like, I don't mention it online a lot that I work at Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, because they still be playing with my account sometimes on Instagram. And I'd be like, yo. <laughs> what is going but on I'm, right now? Right. Like, right. Hey. I am an employee. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, so being on the back end from, like, the um, engineering side of it and knowing how that content curation happens, like, mm. when I find a good just feed to, like, get lost in, it's one enjoyable but two is like oh we're doing our job good at work like you know because the whole point is to keep people on the app and yeah exactly and that's what it's doing too we just and that's rolling along i'm like what's next (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm trying so hard to get out of the like consumer hat and to put on my creative hat more but it's just like the content is so good that's where I get a lot of my inspiration, though, is through just scrolling for, like, my own content. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what are they doing? And mm-hmm. it's not even always, like, in my niche, but, like, sometimes people do stuff, and I'm like, I can implement that in what I'm doing, and, and it would still work. Own. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's a good source of inspiration, too. So, yeah. That's dope. I love it. <laughs> oh, so, so next one, uh, cute fitness gear or comfy t-shirt and old shorts. Man, cute fitness gear all day Ooh. long. What? <laughs> oh my god! Like, so if I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna make it look sexy. Man. Yeah. And you know what's funny is like I have so many people like respond to me online, like, "Oh, your outfits are so cute. Your workout outfits are so cute." And I'm like, "Yeah, like if I'm gonna work out, I want to look cute." And I know mm-hmm. that's not everybody's vibe. Like everybody has their own, you know, workout vibe. But it's so like authentic to who I am like give me a nice like designed sports bra with some cute leggings you know okay uh, I feel that absolutely and some bright colors like Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Yeah, I'm the same because I feel like if I just have on like a t-shirt and like old shorts I'm gonna go to bed exactly and that's exactly what I'm about to say that's what I'll go to sleep in Mm-hmm. I can do both only because I used to play basketball and when we used to practice, True. that's what yeah. was practicing in. So it's like yeah. I can kind of flow between both, but I always feel better when I got on something cute to work out in. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. You know, it's, like it's more motivating. Yeah. It yeah. definitely is, man. I get in way better workouts when I feel cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to start our interview. Um, did you envision your current accomplishments when you first started your yoga practice or was it strictly for personal reasons? Um, so when I first, first started yoga, it was just for personal reasons. I just like to work out. Right. And I'm be honest. 
I wasn't trying to be a yoga instructor. I wasn't even trying to be a group fitness instructor, quite frankly. I had just finished my senior year of college. And I was like, oh, there's a bunch of sweaty people coming out of this place. Like, what is this? <laughs> um, and that's how I discovered yoga. And I just kind of fell into it. And at first, I just did it for me, right? I, like, I just loved, like I said, I love that movement. Power yoga really builds your strength and endurance in a way that not many other workouts can. Um, mm. And I think it's highly underrated until people do it and they realize how hard it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really was. It was just like another thing for me to do to like sweat a lot. Right. And it was yeah. nothing more than that. Um, but as time progressed, I started diving into the spiritual side of things. I started meditating mm. more. And then I did teacher training, not necessarily in hopes of becoming a teacher, but I just wanted to learn more about mm -hmm. like the practice, the philosophy. Um, and I had a phenomenal group of individuals who led my teacher training in Chicago, a diverse mm -hmm. group of people from very different backgrounds who really made it like all inclusive. And it's there, it's so rare to have that um, experience in the yoga space, especially at that time, because that was 2012. So to have oh, yeah. that type of experience being in that type of environment, like it was, it was the perfect way to be introduced to the yoga space. Cause I think had it been in another studio at another place, it wouldn't have been the same experience. So it's like, you know, yeah. whatever. That time. Yes. Yeah. So whatever serendipitous act that was, that I stumbled <laughs> upon, like definitely grateful. Cause even, even my teacher training experience was great. Now, other things afterward weren't so awesome, but that, mm -hmm. that whole experience of my introduction into yoga was great. That's awesome. I love that for you. Yeah. All right. So I followed you originally, not only because you post amazing fitness oh. content, but because <laughs> you are a black woman in the fitness space and you have a non-conventional fit bod. And we all know where everybody always associates with the fit yeah. bod. You need a six pack. All, yes. yeah. all that extra crazy ass. <laughs> so can you tell me how uh, that experience has been for you in this industry, but also can you speak to how you've been able to help others by showing up as yourself in the space? Yeah, and I think originally when I started, it was just to do yoga, right? I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to post yoga pictures. I feel like I can be a yoga influencer, for lack of a better term. But then, mm -hmm. like, as I started to get into it, I was like, oh, but people need to, like, actually see someone like me doing this. Because a lot mm -hmm. of what I got pushback on when I was trying to invite people to class and I was trying to get people that I knew personally to do yoga they're like oh I can't do that or oh that's not for me or oh you have to be like a size two to do x y and mm -hmm. z and like me being you know a, somebody that was not a size two never been a size two mm -hmm. um doing these poses and doing all the things even with my crazy cousins can we cuss on the podcast absolutely yeah. let it let it fly <laughs> the same space one of, my, one of my crazy ass cousins he was like yeah man like you be out here doing it and I didn't even know like people that look like you could do yoga and I was like yeah you should do it too okay but, but <laughs> it's it's just always so interesting like how many people are actually paying attention and it mm. it does it shifts their mindset and I think yeah. once I started to really lean into that reality of like oh people need to see that fitness looks different right that it's mm -hmm. not just one body type that gets to do 
these yoga poses. It's not just one body type that gets to work out hard. It's not just one body type that gets to own a Peloton, right? It's like we all we all have access to these things. And if you have a body and choose to move it, you can, you know, create your athleticism, right? And I mean, yes, some Mm -hmm. people have more natural athleticism than others. But there are certain things that you can work on and develop in yourself over time. Um, and people needed to see that, right? And I think yeah. that's kind of how I fell into the space that I'm in now. Because also a lot of the things that we're running into, and I mean, I have men and women tell me this in the fitness industry, it's like, it's so unhealthy the way we portray what body should look like mm, based mm-hmm. off of what was presented, right? Like yes. I was talking to um, an older gentleman who used to work in the bodybuilding industry and he was saying he lost so many friends because of the unhealthy practices that bodybuilders have to do in order to get their bodies to look a certain way right. so it can be deemed like you know Mm -hmm. uh symmetric or like aesthetically pleasing or what you should look like and he's like it's so so dangerous and I think the conversation that's starting to come up now more and more is like you can be fit and healthy and and be over 200 pounds right Mm -hmm. and that's something that people aren't comfortable with either and you know I have a lot of people not a lot of people not as many anymore because they know what they're coming to when they come to that page (laughs) But being like, oh, you know, you're promoting obesity within the black community. Like you're Mm. not healthy. Like I actually fell out with a friend because she was like, well, you're promoting like this lifestyle online, but you're not healthy. You're overweight, like blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, it's this brainwashing that we've been programmed Mm. to understand of what healthy looks like, of what you should and shouldn't be doing if you are healthy. And it's just, one, it's unrealistic to the BMI chart, which I talk about often, is so racially biased mm-hmm. and it impacts so many talk aspects of your life that people don't even talk about. Because it's not even just like, oh, you're obese, right? And mm-hmm. doctors say you're obese, but like if your BMI is too high, you can't get health insurance policies at a, oh. at a, pre- at a premium rate. You can't get life that. insurance. Mm-hmm. What? You can't get wow. life insurance. Yeah. What? You can't get, yeah, you can't get disability <laughs> insurance. So there's so many things that go into this BMI, this arbitrary mm-hmm. number that doesn't really have any basis on whether or not you are or not healthy. And that's a conversation so I had So ghetto. But Ugh. it's interesting because I was talking to my financial my financial advisors about this and they were saying the same thing it really impacts specifically women of color and not even just Mm -hmm. black women but women of color because of how our bodies are shaped and how we carry our weight and you know how we gain weight and also our muscle mass right Mm, and that none of that is taken into consideration so it's a it's a larger conversation of like what does health and fitness look like what is actually living a healthy lifestyle holistically look like versus like you have a six-pack which quite frankly six-packs are just artificial muscles they have (laughs) they don't do anything for you right yeah it's like you can have a six-pack and have no core control okay so it's like what are you just look you just want to look a certain way <laughs> and that's right? what and it if is that's the case, right and if that's the case just say that but don't be yeah. out here being like oh i want to be healthy i want to be healthy right right it's, it's like at some point you're just becoming a bully you you're mm. not you don't care yes. about people's health because if you did you would also be concerned about their mental health and the things that you're saying to them mm. that is problematic mm-hmm. so yes yes Listen. long story short that's how I got into this space. I loved it all yes. <laughs> it all needs to be said and I'm here for it yes absolutely 
So now that your energy is focused on educating individuals and companies on the importance of diversity and inclusion in the yoga and fitness space, have you received any pushback about that? Um, not necessarily the diversity and inclusion. I think what <laughs> the the reality of it is like liberal white people are the most interesting humans on the planet, right? Like they're they they want to do better, right? Mm-hmm. Technically. Uh-huh. it sounds good and i think maybe even in their hearts they really believe it but they just don't understand how much unconscious bias that they actually sit in and when you start to say certain things to people or like you know introduce certain concepts to people it is kind of jarring so (laughs) it's i get pushed back sometimes right but not often but mm-hmm. the commerce the some of the biggest conversations I've got pushed back on is like I don't see color. I'm like, don't say that. That's stupid. Yeah. I understand the sentiment behind it and like, yeah. okay, cool. But like you're completely negating people's lived experience by saying I don't see color. And that's exactly. a conversation I have a lot in my workshops. Or mm. even like this concept of like giving BIPOC scholarships to everybody. It's like everybody of color doesn't need your money right yeah. we're not all poor and impoverished right. <laughs> like, they don't want it they might not even or they don't right. exactly they might not yeah. even want it you know that's true so i think it's like educating people on how they actually can be allies and what allyship looks like and also mm-hmm. what accomplice behavior looks like right because like being an ally and being an accomplice are two different things but they're both very very valuable and you have to understand how to maneuver in it. So <laughs> I I did this interview, I guess last January at this point. I was talking about white culture. Mm. And, <laughs> and <laughs> the lack thereof. All right. Okay. And like, well, that's literally what I said. I said, because you know, it was me and like another black woman, but like people were watching and like somebody got offended by the fact that I was like, there is no white culture. The only mm. thing that is associated with white culture is racism and white supremacy. There's nothing yeah. else centered around white culture. And it's like, and you can't say, oh, but what about Italians? What about, you know, Germans, mm-hmm. whatever? Like, no, that is Italian culture. That is German culture. That right. is like, you know, Spanish culture. That is not, that is not white. And they do no. not yeah, identify white as white. Exactly. Right. And they don't identify as that. And to mm-hmm. be honest, depending on where you are in the world, they very much so look down upon mm-hmm. white Americans because of the way that they've conducted themselves all these years. Absolutely. So, It's those conversations, right, of people understanding, like, if you want to sit in your whiteness and not just be somebody who happens to be white, well, you also have to understand you're sitting under all these other negative constructs. And if you're okay with that, cool. But if you're not, then you got to readjust your paradigm to understand that that's not what you should be leaning into. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's always interesting, though. Mm. It, it sounds like it sounds like a, a battle, <laughs> but I yeah, love that well. you're doing the work <laughs> because it really is needed in that space. Like, oof, yeah, the stuff that I hear people say sometimes, right? Um, so, uh, I guess it's kind of still aligned with what we were just talking about. But speaking on your social justice work, can you talk about how your upcoming yoga justice retreat, um, what that is, and what you hope to do with it? Yeah. So originally I did the two retreats separately, right? And within those two separate retreats, one of them was just specifically talking about like the lack of diversity and inclusion in the yoga space and how to 
how to implement more belonging in these spaces, right? It's like, don't just invite people in here or don't say, oh, I can't find any people of color in my area because I live in a super like homogenous area. One, ask yourself why. Two, mm-hmm. there's always somebody of color somewhere. Every okay, time. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> like right. it, you can find them. Yes. Um, so that was, that's the first workshop. And then the second one is the yoga philosophy and social justice. People really need to understand that if you want to say, oh, I'm living a yogic lifestyle or I'm living in alignment with yoga pl- principles and philosophy, mm-hmm. then this is also what you should be doing, right? And this is why this is what you should be doing. And that's kind of how the two become married together. And at the end of the weekend, people will have their own like purpose statement, right? For how they want to live their life and implement their their purpose into the spaces that they're in. And I always tell people, mm-hmm. Where you, everyone is uniquely designed to do a very specific thing in a very specific space. So don't be like, oh, well, somebody already does this, or oh, I can't do that because it's just me. Um, and that's another thing that comes up in my workshops a lot is like, it's like white women being like, oh, but it's just me, and what can I do? And I'm like, not here. Like that's okay. where that's not gonna fly. Like I don't, I don't care that it's just you. Like yeah. again, it's just me too. But you have to take ownership of the space that you're in. And it Mm. doesn't have to be these big leaps and bounds. You know, I got into it with, well, not got into it, I had a slight disagreement with one of my workshop attendees recently because she was like, well, but what can we actively do besides just, you know, saying things to people and like doing, you know, um, <laughs> doing X, Y, and Z. I said, what do you, like, what do you mean? Right? right. She was like, I mean, but how can we actively like implement change? I was like, even if, and I had to use the example of like the civil rights acts of 1965. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, look, there were all these things put in place then right yeah or even with the reconstruction all these things were put in place that were supposed to help black people that were supposed to move forward social justice the problem is when you're not doing the work at home when you're not doing the work in your community then generations later we have to still be revisiting these conversations Mm -hmm. because you haven't passed down the knowledge that hey everybody should be treated equally everybody does deserve to be in spaces so i don't care how much you lobby congress to do x y and z if you're not doing these other smaller things it's a mentality exactly it has to be a grand paradigm shift and i think Mm -hmm. people i think certain people just want to be like oh i'm out here and i'm working so hard and i'm actively doing things and it's like but how are you living your life Cause that's right, actually exactly. what matters. And that's mm-hmm. actually how change happens. And when somebody in your family makes an inappropriate joke about something or says something that's off the wall, do you mm-hmm. address them or do you not? Do you tell them why what they said is ignorant or do you not? And it's like, yeah. that's, that's the interesting paradigm. Cause the people that are doing that work don't feel like it's enough. And the people that are doing this other work are like, I'm so great. And I'm like, mm, you're okay. Right, because you're not really doing nothing. <laughs> right, where is the change? Yeah. yeah, you gotta hold people accountable. And you it, have to it, hold people it, accountable. It, it sounded like she wanted to be like hand fed all of the information. Yeah. And that's like, the thing too. Like, do the work. I'm not here to right. babysit you. Yeah, and and that's something that <laughs> that's something that recently. Cause I left my church. I think in uh summer 2020 actually because it was around like all the protests and stuff i was like Mm -hmm. y'all ain't saying enough about this you're not speaking up about it you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't like it and one of the women that i spoke to like because you know everybody want to have a meeting and you're like i'm leaving because i was really really involved just like the church (laughs) (laughs) 
having dinners and coffee. Okay. Okay, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to still mm. go, but okay. Um, but thanks for the food. But, <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah, and you know, and it was a predominantly white church. And they're, and the the thing that gets me about religious people who aren't more adamant about social justice is like, what Jesus do you follow? And I'm going to be very specific, Christians, right? It's like, because Jesus was very much so a rebel rouser, if you will. So you can't even say you're following Christ if you're not also trying to change things in this country that are not okay. And for you to use the excuse of like, oh, because like I said, one of the women was like, oh, well, you know, like I really thought we were like, past racial issues and I don't really like like to study history and blah 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 and I was like girl you're in seminary girl oh my god like you're also in seminary like the bible ain't nothing but a history book so you do like studying history you just like to study a certain type of history that you feel comfortable learning about and that's the thing too even when you started getting critical race theory Mm. people need to know and and the problem is people don't want their kids to think we don't want to teach children how to think because that's like what critical race theory really starts to to Mm -hmm. do it starts to get those wheels churning and yes it's not like a hundred percent like foolproof but you need to get kids to thinking oh why are these systems the way that they are oh Mm -hmm. would you know little tommy and little Tyrone have the same experience that they both entered into the space at the same time. No. Right. So it's like those type of things, but people don't want to be uncomfortable, specifically white people. Cause everybody yeah. else in this country is very uncomfortable most of the time, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm tired of appeasing white people. Yeah. <laughs> that part. Yes. That part. Yeah. And it's crazy because even going back to critical race theory, it's just like, I think I was looking at some video. I think Z way. Do you guys watch Z way? Uh, I've heard no, of it. It's on Showtime. Yeah. It's like, so she had this like group of parents on there and it was like a mixture of like white and black parents, but they were all talking about how they didn't want their kids to learn about critical race theory, yet none of them knew what it was and none right. of them could like speak to anything. It's just like, how do you not want your kids to know about something and you don't even know what it is? You can't even right. talk about why you don't. Right. right. But that's the world that we live in is everyone is just moving in ignorance and mm-hmm. afraid right. of it's, nothing. Yeah, that's it's the, the street mentality. Yeah, that's the first thing you need to be racist is to be ignorant. Right. That's right. all you that's need. True. That's yeah. literally all you need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just benefiting from the systems of it. They're just like, you yeah. know, we know what's wrong, but it's kind of cozy right here. So I'm gonna just let it fly. Right. It's but, okay. Yeah. They'll be fine. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so um oh wait, is he? Yes, my turn. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you <laughs> my turn. <laughs> my go. <laughs> so <laughs> y'all are so funny. <laughs> so you offer corporate services for the workplace. Um, mm-hmm. Are they conducted as one-time sessions, or do you host multiple workshops? And what are some of the positive impacts that companies have experienced afterwards? Yeah. So. And it's normally one-time sessions. So I do a lot of like meditations and guided meditations. I do a lot of helping corporate leaders understand how med- meditation and mindfulness is one, beneficial to their team, right? It's going to increase productivity all around. It's going to make for a happier workspace. It's going to ha- make for a happier work-life balance. And also it's just necessary for life, right? It's like, there are certain things that we just have to do in order to thrive and live in our best space. Um, so 
for instance, I have one coming up in July and it's a meditation centered around like women empowerment and really sitting in your power. And the biggest benefits and people that always give back to me is like, I just really needed this because I needed like time with myself and I needed those confirmation like moments and I needed to have those journal prompts. So it's just helping people really sit in their own space and evaluate and connect the dots, right? A lot of what I do in my work in general is help people connect the dots of how their current behavior is based off of like past experience. They ain't got nothing. Nine times out of 10, how you're acting right now doesn't have anything to do with what's happening in real time. And it has a lot to do with what's happened like in the past. And I think that is, that is something that people don't often have the space to explore um, Mm -hmm. unless you place yourself in that type of environment. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a word. I need more people to be doing that kind of work because you know, <laughs> everybody just running around here with their trauma all locked. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, and then trauma trauma other people. Okay. Yeah. Like go go get that together. Lord, I'm go. trying to heal me. I need you to be healing you. Or just stay away from me. Just leave me that alone. Part, that's, <laughs> where, that's where that's where I'm at now. Like if you don't want to know, that's cool, but just leave me alone. Okay. Yeah, I don't got the space. I don't got the space. I value my piece too much. Okay. Right? <laughs> All right. So switching gears a little bit, you've accomplished so much already uh in your fitness journey. What more do you want to achieve? And are you currently working on any new projects that you can speak of? Huh. That's a very interesting question. So <laughs> yes, I there there's so much more, right? And I think I'm at a space now. So I just got accepted into a PhD program. So I'm yes, starting listen. <laughs> yes. Come on. So the program is it's anthropology and social change. So it's activism Ooh. and research married. Um, and what I want to do with that is expand the work that I'm doing in yoga you know, yoga philosophy and social justice, also in my corporate services and helping corporations understand how they can actively implement these same practices and create a diverse, inclusive and belonging space that's sustainable. Because a lot of times what happens is we have these moments of uproar, of uprising, and corporations are like, yeah, let's be inclusive. And that dies down. And so does like their initiatives. So it's like creating more of a longevity in the work that I do, but also I do have a production background. So a lot of the other work I want to start to implement is revisiting. I have a degree in screenwriting and I haven't written in a very, very long time. So is revisiting those narratives, (laughs) revisiting those narratives and figuring out how we can change conversations through art, through media as well. But I mean, again, going into that integrated model of just work, it's like, I want to be able to have my production company shoot my fitness stuff and then in turn like distribute it out the world and have it all be integrated within itself. So I think that is like the overall like brand idea. It's like, so the idea is like Krista Janine global, right? Is the the bigger idea and have all these other, um, yeah. And have all these other umbrella companies like underneath it because I do have a lot of things I do and I'm no longer in a space of being like, I just have to do one thing really well and I'll like figure it out forever. It's like, no, yeah, no. I don't, I don't want to just do one it thing. And it's just not true to who I am. Like when I try yeah. to just do one thing, it then starts to like 
almost suffocate me if that makes yeah. sense right yeah it's like I don't feel like myself and it's not it's not beneficial to who I am as a person and I usually mm-hmm. fall into like a very deep depression yeah I feel uh, the same way yes yeah it's something about the repetitiveness or I don't know what it the is the routine like, and just yeah. doing the same thing right at the yeah. same place I need to shake it up a little people. bit yeah and it's like I need my brain to be challenged in different ways mm-hmm. and you don't get that like just at a regular nine to five no yeah you need more your hand in more than one basket yeah yep. I so Another thing that you're doing, you have a 12-week program called the Trauma to Triumph program. And the very first exercise is to identify your why for healing. What Mm -hmm. is your why? Because I know as Mm -hmm. like creative entrepreneurs, we sometimes forget why we do this during moments Mm -hmm. that are tough for us. Yeah. Um, I think my why is just really living in alignment with my purpose. Like I feel like it's it's so interesting. I got a Veridic astrology reading probably in December. And she was saying a lot of why you revisit patterns in your life isn't necessarily because you need to learn them again. It's so you can teach them to other people. And it's like a lot of the struggles that I've been through, a lot of the situations that I find myself in, it's so I can like learn something new and then share that knowledge with other people. Like at the core of who I am, I am a teacher and I teach people how to do a lot of things, right? It's not even Mm -hmm. just like yoga. And even in the conversations I have with my friends or, you know, just colleagues along the way, there's always something where I'm like, there's a learning moment in everything. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's just really, my why is really living in line with my purpose because what I've noticed, right? When I really lean into that, life is easier. Even when things Mm -hmm. don't go right, it's still easier, right? So I think my biggest why these days is just like fully living on purpose and being intentional with the things that I do and the the people I engage with Mm -hmm. because some people are just annoying and should not be engaged with (laughs) yes Yes. I think yeah I will not I think I know the word intention has been like a big theme for everybody this year so yeah yeah. a lot of us are on the same page with things yeah for sure all right so can you tell us about the growth collection and the motto growth over perfection and what inspired this project (laughs) so ironically enough i was sitting on the couch with the person i was dating at the time we're not dating anymore so that's fine um but we were (laughs) we were sitting on the couch (laughs) right (laughs) that's life um but we were sitting on the couch and i was just thinking about kind of like my model and the stuff that I do and like how I live and I'm like people need to understand that you should always be trying to grow and in order to grow you're gonna fail and none of us Mm. can be perfect we are not perfect perfection is not a reality that any of us can sit in but as long as you're growing and moving forward and learning then you're on the right path and I think that is a lesson that we all really need to lean into and that's how it happened right and then that same day I designed the you know the design and like was like how can I get this printed right mm-hmm. so now that's its own thing that's just making money itself and living its best life so yes. yeah passive income I love yeah. it yes <laughs> that's what I'm talking about that's what I'm trying to get to yeah yes. I mean because yeah, it really was just a random thought I was like I bet I could put that on a shirt and people wear that <laughs> that's what I was just talking to Ray about yesterday too what was you you was telling me about something 
some somebody came to you about something and I was just like, that's oh, something yeah. that needs to be turned um, into, into money. Yeah. So the, the workshop I went to, it's my friend Monique. Uh, she lives in LA now. She's from here, from Maryland. Um, and it's called Passion, Patience, and Persistence. It's a workshop about like personal development and like being a dancer in the entertainment industry. And we do like a lot of inner work and like actual dance work. So my body is like right now, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and my friend Jada was there. She asked me, like, uh, do you, if I do privates, because she was like, oh, right, you make everything look so effortless. And I just need to work on my pickup of choreography. And I'm like, it's literally just taking classes. But, like, I know I have a lot of information under my belt. Yeah. So, like, it's time for me to, like, do, do some that. workshops. Start doing them privates. Yeah. Start doing them privates. So, I, I do. <laughs> I think I would prefer to do privates to give people more, like, specific information. Because when I have a group mm. of people, it gets overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah, man, do it. Cause I, I also feel like certain things come to you at a certain time for a reason, right? Yeah. And if you don't lean into them at that time, then they do pass. And it's yeah. like the time yes. isn't now because now you're doing all this other stuff. So yeah, if it's there, lean into it now. And it might not be forever, right? And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's right. it's yeah. cool if it's right now. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, you um you already kind of answered this question, uh, but you have a background in screenwriting and production, and you said you know you still use that with all of your content and things, yeah, um, and your coaching practices. And I was wondering, like, like strictly production and like screenwriting, is that like a seasonal thing for you, or was it ever? Or was that like your full time yeah. job at one point? <laughs> so yes um when I first started working so my first job out of school was at Harpo like my first like real job um oh. in Chicago when okay. right when Harpo, <laughs> when Harpo was still around um that was like my first like real PA position and mm. then I worked when Harpo closed I worked at another smaller production company in Chicago um that closed down but the CEO of that company became the executive producer at the view so she took me with her to the view so mm. I was associate producer mm. on the view for a little bit right for a couple yeah, of years in New York yes. right and then I came out <laughs> and then I came out to LA but the thing about LA is like I was an AP on a couple of shows out here I worked for telepictures I did a like a special project with Ellen for a show she was trying to pitch um mm-hmm. but it's like it's a weird dynamic out here and I think I was at the point where I um I didn't necessarily feel the need to play that game right it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to have to network with people I don't want people to feel like I owe them anything I can't help you and even if it's not true mm-hmm. don't just try to use me and that's the LA mentality in such a deep, yeah. deep way. It's so hard to find authentic people that mm-hmm. I had to take a step back. And that's how I ended up in tech. So mm. I started working at Snapchat and that contract ended during the pandemic. And then that's when I took the time off to do more of my own production work, doing my virtual studio. And mm. then now I'm transitioning, like I said, into Facebook and doing work with them. Um, so long story short like yes like and I tell people it was like everything I went to school for I got my money's worth I ain't gonna hold you like like I'm not one of the people that's like I went to school and I'm not using my degrees definitely am oh no okay because what is the point all that damn money hello still in debt and that right there is why I'm gonna keep on going up in this field because anybody got time for that 
Yeah, exactly. rich people can do that, but no. Yeah, nah, mm-hmm. nah. It's yeah. I, so I definitely can say like, I I use my degrees absolutely. That's good. Yeah. So right. how did you navigate teaching online classes during the shutdown? Zoom fatigue is very very real, as we all know. Um. So how were you able to stay motivated to your students? Um. You know what's funny? It wasn't that hard for me, and I think it's because I have a production background. Um. It was just like regular for me mm-hmm. if that makes sense like it, I don't think it was a big big transition for me like my classes were very smooth like I never ran into the hiccups that a lot of my like co-workers or not co-workers like other colleagues ran into like you know I do web design so I was able to like implement stuff in my own web page without having to pay people so again everything it's so much easier when you know how to do things and you Mm -hmm. don't have to outsource Mm -hmm. everything. And I think that's, that's the biggest lesson that I want people to understand. Cause I'm definitely like a pay for stuff. If I don't feel like doing it, absolutely. But Mm -hmm. if I can do it and I have the time, I'd rather just do it because then now I have this full integrated process where everything is streamlined and mm-hmm. nothing is just up in the air, you know? And I think a lot of people do think like somebody professionally designed my website. I'm like, no, I did it and, I and it's fine. Yeah. Yes. So it's, mm-hmm. it again though, I'm using my degrees. This is what I went to school for. So I think it's a little different for me because of my background and because I've been doing all of this for so long. The teaching virtually was like, it just, it was almost second nature. Like it wasn't even mm-hmm. a, a thought. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yes. So you're a kind of, yeah, we're switching gears. Okay. <laughs> so you're a boy mom. How does being a mother influence your fitness and mental health journey? Um, I don't, you know what? It's so interesting because I, I will say like being a mother made me focus because when I was younger, mm. I was still the same type of like do everything, but I was really all over the place. Like there was no streamline to anything. I was like, mm, maybe I'll do this today. Mm, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go live in another country for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. It wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't focused. No structure. <laughs> yeah, there was no structure in my life. I was just out here living, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... But I think it really does because I want my son to see that one, I'm not just his mom. Like I have Mm. a whole like full life, you know, outside Mm. of him and not that he isn't a priority in my life, but like my life is like, I live a full life, right? right? Outside of him, even though I do want him to have that same space, but then also for him to understand, like you get to pick what you get to do in life. Right. And I think that's the biggest lesson that I want him to learn. And I think that's why I let him see all the things that I do. And that's also why, (laughs) that's also why like we work out together and I coach his soccer Mm. team because I don't want him to think like, Oh, boys do this and girls do that. It's like, Mm no, it's like people do these things. Some people like these things. Some people like those things, right? Some people are better at this and some people are better at that. And it just like is what it is. So I think it's just really showing him like how to live life on a grand Mm. scale though. Right. Because, like, I took him to an event that I was teaching at once, and I don't think he kind (laughs) of, I don't think he understood, like, what was happening. Because it was, like, a, it was a decent event. There were, you know, probably a hundred or so people there that I was teaching. Hmm. And, like, afterward, uh, and all Black people, which was, like, so dope. That's lit. Black people, yeah. Black (laughs) people, like, in the park doing yoga. It was nice. But then afterward, he's like, mommy, like, why is everybody talking to you, right? Like, why is everybody saying hi? <laughs> <laughs> so 
so it's like it's cool for him to see those moments though for him to see like you know you get to you get to carve out your life and do all the things that you want to do and yeah for some people they'll look at it and be like oh she just does yoga but it's like even if it's you just it's like you can take that just thing and make Mm -hmm. it a business and make it like your life and livelihood Mm -hmm. and it's as long as it's feeding your soul that's kind of how you have to lean in and stuff so I think that that's how being a mom really influences like the work that I do because it's like you're creating the next generation of humans (laughs) yes yes yes, and you want to make sure they're not trash Mm-hmm. Heavy on the not trash because it's children the walking trash. around here today. So, uh, <laughs> so this is kind of like a follow up question. Um, as a healer and as a single mother, do you and your son have any routines that you both do together? Um, you know what? We do meditations together, which is really cool on the Peloton That's so app. Important. Yes. Yeah, 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 and he really likes that. Um, I think what else? I mean, sometimes he wants to lift weights with me. Like every once in a while, we'll do yoga together. Um, but honestly, soccer is our thing. Like I've coached his soccer team since he was five. Aww. Every season, so that's really like our biggest thing that like we do together. That's all. Right. If I do end up having children someday, <laughs> if I have them, yeah, I definitely would love to be a boy mom because it's just something yeah. about that that bond. I yeah, love it. it's a good time. It definitely is fun. Um, what is your morning routine? Girl. Or do you have like, I know it depends, sometimes I know for me it depends on the day or you just it get really up and go. It really does. It just depends. Like sometimes I do just get up and go. Sometimes I'll work out and like meditate and journal and like look at my planner for the day. Um, some days I get up and like I'll talk to my friends for a little bit before I get going and get moving mm-hmm. or talk to them while I'm getting going and moving. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah I mean it really is just like again I'm not a structure structure person right which is so interesting because I feel like people like see my life and they see like all the things going at once and it's like yeah but it's it's chaos it's like Mm. it's organized chaos that looks like structure that presents a structure (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah all right so um I feel like you kind of already talked about this because you were saying how you're kind of the main person that handles most of the work that you're doing Mm -hmm. um but the question was do you have a team of people assisting you um because you have your hand in so many pots I don't but I need to and that's my Mm. goal for the end of this year is to have a full team a manager um an assistant an agent because mm-hmm. I want to start doing more modeling stuff because even though I like brand like I, I love brand collaborations and I love like brand and like influencer work but I'm not a salesperson right mm-hmm. like I'm not an inspiration I'm not an inspiration I'm not an influencer like I'm mm-hmm. inspire people to do stuff but like I don't influence you're trying to really things. be in that yeah, yeah, yeah it's like those and those are two very different things and I don't think people understand that it's mm-hmm. like you can be inspired by somebody but not influenced by them at the same yeah. time yeah. Um, so again, play to your strengths. I can take really cute pictures, so let's lean into that. You okay. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, and you know, and not to discount like anything else I do, but it's like you know, again, you have to know yourself and know what your strengths are, and that's just not a thing that that yeah, it's just not yeah. my thing. Um, that makes sense. So I am. I'm looking to like build out a team. 
hopefully by September, because that's when I start school. Well, I guess late August. Mm. That's what I'm going to be starting this program. So I just need systems in place where I don't have to worry about stuff, where I don't have to think mm-hmm. about stuff. And it just like happens. Um, but yeah, that's that's the goal. We'll see. I've been like talking to a few agents and managers. I just don't. I really want to work with black women, if I'm be honest. Like, I've talked to a few white women who have agencies who like really, really want to work with me, and I'm like, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. doesn't feel. The it's same. just, it's just something about it that just doesn't feel. It just makes my intuition like not like yeah, it, right? You know and what I mean? And, to I, it. Exactly. Yeah, and it's I like I can't even explain it, but I like. It yeah. always feels like they want something out of it versus it really being about you yes. and how to make things better mm-hmm. for you. And it's exactly. just like, Ooh. Or also for me, it's like, and this is a space that me and my therapist are working through right now that I'm slowly coming into. It's like, don't disrespect me. <laughs> like, don't disrespect me. Don't like discount my talents and accomplishments. Don't. Yeah. And, and in these spaces, because I have worked on this side of things, do your research. Don't come yeah. on a call with me, you know, trying to pitch me certain things or whatever, or even just like not understanding what all I've done, even though I've sent you materials and I've sent you things about the things that I'm doing and then right. make like, sly comments like oh well you know doing like instagram and like brand stuff or doing social media stuff is so different than like modeling and doing like commercial shoots and i was like yeah i do know that because i've done them i've done mm-hmm. both and if yeah. you would have looked at the right. side i sent you you would have known that <laughs> you so. know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so Ooh, it's those kind of tones yeah it's like oh, girl so I think that yeah. is the, that's the space I'm in now. Where it's like, don't, put some respect on my name in a real way. Like, I work too hard. too hard. So our last question, um, what advice can you give to people who are ready to start their fitness journey and journey to healing trauma? Mm. Yeah. I mean, and in regards to both, it's like an ongoing journey, right? There is no, mm. like, you do this and you reach your goal and then it's over. I'm like, no, like, yeah. Right, it's lifelong. It really is like healing is a lifelong journey that's not that's never ending, right? Like you can think you're healed from something and then get triggered like 20 years later, Mm -hmm. right? Because somebody says something or somebody does something. Shoot, I was triggered last night by something that happened and (laughs) it had nothing to do with what's going on in that moment in that space. Mm -hmm. So I think just be kind to yourself, be patient. Don't base your process off of anybody else's. Um, Mm. And I think that's why I have started to pull back a little more on certain things that I post because I don't want people to be like, oh, well, that's you and you're doing that. I could never. It's like, Mm -hmm. yes, you could. Like, don't put me on this like unrealistic pedestal. Like I started Mm -hmm. where you are too. And quite frankly, I've gained like probably 20 or so pounds this past year and a half that I'm in my head trying to figure out, well, do I want to lose it? Or mm-hmm. is it okay to be a little fluffy? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like, it's, it's navigating never, things. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's never ending. So just right. give yourself the space to be who you are, where you are and be okay with it and, and love it. Love the entire process. Just not where you're trying to get. Cause that's mm-hmm. the worst feeling when you get there. And I've, and I've been at this space where you get to the goal that you were going toward and you're like, huh, now what? Well, <laughs> yeah. 
that didn't have the the effect that I thought it was gonna right. have. Like, where's the confetti? Why am I mm-hmm. not more joyful? Like, right. I I did it, yay! And then it's like. <laughs> literally (laughs) so it's like you gotta you gotta find that joy along the way too because Mm. if you wait till the end you might be disappointed at the end when you get there and you're like meh right (laughs) like I could have had a V8 like literally okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that is y'all got me over here dying um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much for coming yeah. on here today this conversation Absolutely. was amazing let the people know where they can follow you yes so i am literally krista janine everywhere like everywhere you can find a person i am krista janine so on twitter instagram tiktok facebook um kristajanine.fit.com all the places so that is me on youtube mm-hmm. krista janine it's it's nice see already we got that streamline yeah. global yes. branding yes. um and then also, if you are interested in like trauma healing and that sort of thing, it is um, trauma to triumph dot trauma to triumph cove dot com. Um, but that's also on my Instagram page too. Love it, love it, love it. So thank you for tuning in. Thank we'll be back you. next Monday. Until then, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, Black Girl. That is Y A S B L A C K G I R L. And follow us on Instagram at Yes Black Girl Series and follow myself and Kiara at Unique Genre and The Only Rhea on Instagram as well. Until next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>